Hey, teacher friends, this is Angie in the Rockin' This Teacher Thing podcast show, the podcast for early primary teachers that rock their classrooms every day. Stations, we love stations. And this is the second podcast about stations. Today, we're talking about the tools you need to make station time run smoothly. How do you set up stations? How do you organize stations? How do your students know where to go during stations? That's what today's episode is all about. This is a rebroadcast of my YouTube channel, Teachers Making the Basics Fun. So I hope you enjoy it. And let's go ahead and start rocking today's episode. Here we go. Stations. How do you organize them? (laughs) How do you keep it all straight? How many stations should you have? How do you show your students how to rotate from one station to the next? Today, you're gonna get real life, hands-on tips and tricks for setting up stations in your kindergarten or first grade classroom. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, my name is Angie, and today we're talking about all things stations in the area of what materials do you need. Get the purchase order out because there's going to be a few. I will put some links in the description down below, some affiliate links. Remember, those are things that if you purchase, I get a little bit of money, but it doesn't cost you more. And there are just some things that are going to make your station time run smoothly. The first one is, is How do you organize your station materials? So this right here is a 10 drawer movable shelving unit. And when I did stations, I would put a number right here. And remember the the trick that if you use like a Sharpie, then you can write it on here and then take hairspray to get it off. Hairspray takes it off. It might be even wiser to put some clear tape on there and then use the Sharpie. I will be showing you uh, how I also organize this because I also used like um, dice faces and I would put it on each one of these and then around my room hanging up high off the ceiling where I wanted that station, I would put the corresponding number. So if this had a dice with one dice around my room, I would have the number one And when my students were trained how to set this up, they would pull out the one, this first drawer and take it over and go underneath the number one in my classroom. So the setup and the takedown and put back was all part of their responsibility, not mine. That was one of the mistakes I made at first, but this 10 drawer, it works really good. It, it can house just a ton of stuff, Uh, like in this one, I have a book and here's some things that kids love. Uh, How do you make it fun? This book with a little finger light. I don't wanna let this go. Oh, cripes. Okay, with the little finger light, can you see that? Uh, Is super fun. Then you can say, I want you to find all the ands in here. And I, each one of these, you have to train them how to do it. But uh, once you train them, super simple. 
and we'll get to the training stuff later. Today we're just doing the materials. So a shelf like this is really great. Uh, I've also tried totes that I have labeled in a shelf, but I just, my shelving um, space, very valuable. <laughs> this just seemed to be a little more compact. I could move it around. Students could get to it easily. They could use it to get set up and cleaned up quickly. All right. So this is a huge one. Let's go over and take a look at how I told my students what station they were at. All right, here we go. Okay, another material that you need for your station time is a, a, a pocket chart that you can organize your specific stations and your students. So you can see in this pocket chart, what I did is I had reading stations on one side and then we had yet to do the math stations. This was at the beginning of the year. And so along with that pocket chart, you also need some visual cues for your students. I did rotation one, two, three. I had three rotations. I had the blue rotation, the yellow rotation, and white rotation. So I would say, go to your blue station, go to your yellow station, go to your white station. So then the students also were in pairs and you can see they can go over and look exactly at what station they need to go to. So um, the first station, like this group would go to um, station number seven and what they needed to do is look in the shelving that I just showed you and see if station number seven was there or go in the room and look underneath the seven that was hanging from the ceiling and see if that was already there because some stations stayed the same all the time. Like my big book station, I had that set up. It wasn't in the, the little shelving unit. It was set up at a specific spot in my classroom. The computer station, of course, it was at the computers and they got so that they knew that station number one was big books. Station number, I can't even remember now, whatever was uh, computers. Station blah, blah, blah is an iPad. They knew that if it was a game or something like that, they would find it in the shelving unit if they were the first rotation. First rotation people were assigned to get out those stations. Second, then when it was time to rotate, they went to second and their third rotation, they were assigned to get it cleaned up and then back to their seat. So you need a pocket chart, you need some visuals, and I liked to have my students pictures so that they, especially for kindergarten at the beginning of the year, they don't know how to read each other's names yet and some of them don't even know their own name, right? So if they see their picture and their partner's picture, then it's easy. Also, for me, sitting across the room at the reading table or at a small group, I can easily look across the room and instead of reading their name, I can see their picture and I can know, oh, little Matthew is supposed to be over with little Chloe. Why is he not? <laughs> okay. And you always have some of those students that no matter what, they're just like wandering around. Uh, so it's like... Uh, Matthew and Chloe, what station are you supposed to be at? I don't know. And then you say, 
I don't know either, right? Because you're trying to make them independent. I don't know either. Go over and, and find out. And you teach them if you have to go over and say, look, here you are. You're at rotation. Num we're at rotation number two. It's you're at, com um, let's see, six plus five. You're at 11. Where is 11 in the room? Look around. Oh, oh, it's computers. Yes. So go to the computer station. Yes, computers. <laughs> right? So that's how I got that set up. So you have your shelving unit, you have your pocket chart. Another thing you're going to need is a timer. I had a big timer on my iPad and I ran the timer. Everyone could see the timer though. And then they wouldn't be saying, when are we switching? When are we gonna do? No, I trained them. Look, I will start the timer, station start go. When the timer beep beeps, then we know it's time to clean up. And instead of me saying it's time to clean up, I also had a cleanup song that was the Charlie Brown theme. Dun, 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 dun. You know it. And um, they would hear that song. And after showing them, they would know how to clean up nicely. They would know how to walk to their next station, find out what station they're at and walk to their next station and then begin. The Charlie Brown theme is like one minute long. So that is plenty of time for them to clean up nicely and to move to their next station. It also frees my voice up and it also gives me a minute to prep and get ready for my small group that I have coming in. So that's it. That's what you need for stations. A shelving way to, to organize your materials, a pocket chart and a timer, and some music to help the rotation. Pretty simple, right? But those tips are going to help you a ton. The next video, we're going to talk about the basics of, of the station time. How many stations should you have? How many kids should be in each station? How long should the stations be? What kind of materials should be in the stations? What do they do when they're done at their station? There's a lot of questions and a lot of things to think about when you're doing stations with kindergartners and first graders. So that's the next one. Go ahead and watch and make sure you hit subscribe. I'm Angie, I was in education for 25 years and I want to remind you that the creator of the universe loves you and I think you're pretty amazing too. I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, teacher friend. A little more about stations. Make sure that where you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe because we have three more episodes about stations. Stations are super fun, but they do require a little bit of know-how. So if you're into stations, this would be a really good place for you to start. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. God bless you, and I will talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye.